0: All right, let's talk to our buddy, president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Greg Harris. What's
1: up, Greg? Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Good morning, all. How's everybody doing? Good. Hanging in there. Welcome back.
2: It's been a while. You holding up all right?
1: Uh, you know what? I am. This uh, this sort of slowing down agrees with me. We like having dinner at home every night, and I've got <laughs> tons of house projects. Uh, I hear you. But away from all that, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is cranking. Um, we've been, we just had plenty of stuff to do, even though our museum was closed. We've been putting loads of things online, lots of induction ceremony performances, things like princes while my guitar gently weeps, yeah. and just kind of really amping up the way we're reaching people with an eye towards when we're going to reopen, how we're going to host, how we're going to be good, um, safe, a safe space, how we're going to adhere to the guidelines that the state's going to put out there. And, um... You know, get, get everybody back to sort of where we were. That would be a blast.
0: So I know, Greg, that uh, the governor really hasn't said when asked point blank, hey, what about uh, museums and amusement parks? He goes, we're not quite there yet. Have you been given any indication when you might be able to open?
1: Uh, we have not, but we completely respect where he's going with it and uh, trust his judgment on when that's the right time. Because, you know, you looked at the way the shutdown went. We all thought, what, what the heck are we doing turned out it was the perfect thing to do back on March 13th. And now this reopening, I think a little bit of it is, you know, restaurants are now open, as you know, in Columbus. And outdoor things are open, and uh, some offices are open. And uh, even some sporting things opened up, like training facilities and stuff, in the last couple days. You know, I think we're going to be soon, but part of it is seeing how the success went with the early opens or if there are any problems. And um, we're trusting it, and we're, we're going with it. We are ready. If we got the green light, though, we'd be ready to open our doors on June 15th. That's great.
0: Hey, Greg, take us back of how a museum deals with this, because what did you get a call from the health department? Did someone, a government official, call you and say, hey, we got to shut you down? I mean, what, did you have meetings about this before? And take us kind of a Reader's Digest version of what happened before you shut down.
1: So before we shut down, as this stuff started bubbling, the first thing we did was we looked at our, our May 2nd Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and we thought, can we do this ceremony um, safely? And other things were being canceled in other parts of the country. right? And we realized we had to postpone it. So we postponed that to November. Um, the debate was, do we just delay it for two weeks or three weeks and let this thing blow over? And then it came to the museum itself, and there was a, um, uh, a directive uh, we were starting to get questions from visitors: uh, Are your staff wearing masks? Um, you know, and things like that. And then there was a director from the state that any gatherings of 100 people or more were prohibited. And we wondered if that meant in one place, or could it be on all six floors of the museum? Could you have 100 on each floor? That stuff. So we did get some guidance uh, from the state about what that meant, and they were clear: it meant we don't want to have lots and lots of mass gatherings uh and so we we announced on Friday afternoon the 13th that we were going to shut down and it was a hard decision because if you remember St. Patrick's Day yeah. was the next the next week and um everybody was geared up for lots of uh, big parties and then things got shut and now when you looked at it when you saw all that the the sadness come out of New York City and out of um out of the East Coast and just the extent of this it was clear that was the right decision um and then we really hunkered down and we worked on how do we exist with zero attendance? What do we do? And uh, unfortunately, we did have to furlough a bunch of our employees, um, and we helped all of them get unemployment. Then we focused on how can we take advantage of this moment when we're closed? And we took advantage of it by going into our vaults, by finding stuff we always wanted to share. Uh, we updated all of our back-end storage systems for digital images and footage. We redid our whole ticketing system, and we just blew out our website to reach teachers that were teaching kids from home over that window of time. And we reached like 600,000, 700,000 students. Uh, We we normally have about 45 teachers a day use our online resources. At the height of it, we had 1,000 teachers a day using our stuff all over the country. And we just blew that out. And then we pivoted. We said, you know what, we are going to be reopening – Let's get a plan in place. We had an infectious disease doctor that advised us. We talked to all of our museum peers. Um, We talked to the uh, Citizens for the Arts down in, in Columbus. We talked to the governor's office. And we put together a reopening plan that we are ready to act on when the time is right.
2: CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Greg Harris, is with us this Thursday morning. Hey, Greg, before you close down, what was the summer theme? What was the focus going into this summer? And if you open up in two weeks, four weeks, will it remain the same? I would assume so, right?
1: You know, one of our big focuses was it's our 25th anniversary. Mm. Uh, The museum has been here for 25 years. We opened our doors We've had 13 million visitors come up and see us. We were going to celebrate that all summer long. We're going to look back at the greatest inductions of those 25 Mm -hmm. years, have a special exhibit, do concerts outside. When we reopen, uh, we will do a lot of outdoor activities. We have a massive plaza, and we have this whole sort of grassy park that is ours right on the lakefront in Cleveland. So we're going to open up with live music multiple times a week. We're going to open up with a 25th anniversary exhibition, uh, all those things. Now, we're not going to bring, um, uh, you know, we're not going to have thousands and thousands of people. We're going to manage the the number of folks, but the experience is going to be terrific. And we're going to stagger, you know, our our opening hours so that people that are at high risk can come early uh, we'll have a single visitor flow through the museum. Hey, we're hiring uh, because temperature checks are called for by a lot of the museum associations. Uh, we're going to have some rock and roll nurses a- at the museum that will be taking your temperature before you come <laughs> in the building.
2: Anally. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Which hey, is hey. weird. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're still going to do what we do and let people connect to the power of rock and roll. You know, in this period of... um. For a whole country, sort of pausing, I think everybody listened more. I think that radio was a terrific piece of all that. You know, they they say that you kind of listen to music for entertainment, and you listen to radio for companionship, and and you guys are are um, connecting with people directly and daily. And so we we want to give that forum for us. Come up and do do a remote from our museum. We'd love to have.
0: Yeah, hey, I'd be down with that. Hey, uh, now Greg, I love. When you name drop, don't be afraid to name drop on this program. So during this pandemic being shut down, have you talked to any artists? Have any Hall of Famers called you up? Have you had conversations with anybody?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and in, in some of the folks, we, we do this thing from the museum where it's a little, you know, throwback. But we send all of our inductees a, a celebratory birthday message. Uh, physical. We don't send them. It's not just digital. We, we send them something. And you hear back from, from many of them with some of the greatest notes. And, and they they immediately, this is a big part of their life, being an inductee. They're letting you know how their family's doing, how they're doing, uh, what's going on. So I, I heard from some of the members of YES, um, which was really terrific. Some of the E Street Band members, which has been terrific. And uh, um, it's just all part of... This being this family of rock and roll, whether it's fans, whether it's the museum, whether it's the inductees.
0: Wow, that's very cool. Now, Greg, I have some homework assignment for you. To uh, I, I want to mention this to you, and then next time you come on, you can give your answer. This okay? was a,
2: uh, a Rolling Stone poll Rolling that Stone we saw. Rolling Stone
0: yes. Okay. Uh-oh, so uh-oh. it's called the Triple Threat. The greatest, now you got to think of the greatest at each each thing here. Who's the greatest lead vocalist that also is a lead guitarist? and a songwriter. So I'm not, I don't even want to tell you who the winner is, but I'm a big fan of this person. He may already know. You may already know, but the greatest lead vocalist, best at the guitar, lead guitar, and then songwriting. Because it would be like McCarthy, uh, McCartney, Tom Petty. Uh, Who's Clatt. the biggest, Who's triple, the biggest threat triple threat?
2: Who's the biggest
1: triple threat? You can In give me an answer now.
2: That would be... I, you know, it does I, have I, to I think, be rock.
1: I, I think Springsteen's definitely right up there.
2: Uh, yeah? Uh, he's,
1: he's a really smoking guitar player. Yeah. Um, does Eric Clapton make the list? He was in the running. Is he a but big he writer? The, uh, yeah, he's right. Yeah. H- how about Jimmy?
0: Hendrix was in there, too. He was mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Prince
1: won it. Prin- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. If, if, if any listeners are wondering why, just go to type in... Prince, while well, my guitar gently weeps, and watch that YouTube video, That is It'll the best ever. Yeah, yeah, that was that's pretty the best.
0: special. James from Metallica got a lot of run because of his guitar playing. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I would think uh, a vocalist, player, and writer, Frampton would be on the list somewhere, right?
1: Uh, Petty? Yes, c- couldn't agree more, uh, and a Columbus connection there, right? Yeah,
2: and Patty, of course.
1: Uh-huh.
0: There's a yeah. lot of good ones. Two, the, I think the reason why Prince won is because the guitar kind of set him a little different there,
1: right? Well, well you know what, what it is with Prince as well? When Prince would, would play, all the other guitar players would be blown away. Um, like, he was a guy that you hear stories of them. That induction ceremony is a great example. They were honoring George Harrison. It's Tom Petty. It's Jeff Lynn of ELO. And... Um, Uh, others on stage and Prince was going to come join them and play while my guitar gently weeps. So they wanted to rehearse that afternoon. He said, ah, don't worry. I'm good. Just, just tell me when I'm there. They start the song. He's not even on stage. And when it's solo time, he steps out and he blows the doors off it and everybody else on stage didn't know what to expect. And if you watch them, their jaws are on the floor. Uh, He is a guy that is sort of a musician's musician and everybody knew, because he had so many big hits, they knew him as this performer, as this yeah. showman, as this personality. But musician- Not was, as a player. Musicianship-wise, right. he is highly idolized.
0: Have you ever, and I tell this to people at home, Google this, have you ever heard him do A Whole Lot of Love by Zeppelin?
1: Uh, you
0: know what? I have seen that. That's oh, terrific. He plays the yeah. hell out of that song, man. Now he puts his own spin with his voice, but boy, he plays the <laughs> guitar solos like seven minutes long man he just he just
1: rocks it oh yeah fantastic so uh so we're, i was talking earlier when i came on i hope ohio state is in session my son's a junior uh, he's a, i'm sorry he's a sophomore dying to go back and uh excited that columbus is going to be reopening
0: well you got to stop in studio when you bring him down yeah to check absolutely him in. come
2: on in
1: deal that would be fun
2: all right. Well, I'm loving your stuff on social media. I'm on Twitter. I see those posts every day. They, uh, they're helping get me through. Thank you.
1: Uh, well, I just saw you noted I was on the show. I will send a note out to my folks. Uh, you guys, uh, I, we really appreciate the coverage. You know, Columbus is not that far from Cleveland. Anybody that can hear this signal, hop in the car and come see us when we open. Um, and uh, we're, we're excited, but we're measured. We're going to make sure that we're following all the state guidelines and that it, it's, a, it's a safe, welcoming place for everybody. And I hope in you guys' lives and your world, everybody's uh, good and healthy and safe. And I would love to see you in person. All Thank right. you, Thanks, Greg. Thanks. Greg. Thanks.